Thanks for clicking. You're listening to the Time In with yours truly, Tommy Crenshaw. With me is always the master wilderness guide, Mr. Anthony North. Hey, yeah, that, that goes back a long way, Tommy. I started out uh, in the wilderness as a child trying to find my way home after my parents somehow ditched me in the middle of a gigantic state park. I was just an infant, uh, but when things got a little sketchy, uh, a few uh, a few squirrels came along, and I could tell that they knew where the food was. And I just yeah. uh, I just rode the back of this massive squirrel. Uh, it took me took me to this pond uh, where somebody thrown a Big Mac and uh, a bunch of fries in there. I just went for a little swim. I learned to swim. I learned to hike. I even even learned how to use a map. Uh, all by the time that I was two years old, Tommy. Uh, but you know, as I found out, it was just my dad's way of uh, teaching me about the outdoors. He's a good guy. I, I, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Your your pa's a fantastic stand up individual. Uh, he's the coolest guy I've ever met. Uh, this guy, a peg leg. Uh, that, uh, a lot of people think that those went out of style, but they're cool. It, uh, uses it as what? He's, he's not, uh, I be careful, uh, talking about these things because people get upset. Uh, the pirate community thinks it's uh, been co-opted. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. but Stubby yeah. North, uh, in case anybody out there hasn't met him before, Stubby North's my, my pops. And I'll tell you what, man, Stubby, Stubby's a tough guy. You don't mess with Stubby North. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you use your own leg as a walking stick. That's pretty, uh, masculine. Uh, not to say that women can't get them, but, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, we get into uh, crazy territory we can't find ourselves out of, and uh, we're going to wander into another one uh, that we're going to have trouble finding a uh, way out of, and, and it includes a lot of sports, It's uh, and one of them is going into the wilderness, and that is the World Games. And uh, for those of you who don't know, we're going to do our best to describe this because it's a hodgepodge, right? It's kind of like uh, it's the Olympics with a bunch of... Uh, some really good sports and then some sports you have to look up to figure out online and, and study. They need to be sending out pamphlets to people or something like that just to, uh, get yourself educated. But they're hosting it in Birmingham, Alabama, great sports town. Uh, a lot of sports going on there, like, um, the, the, the Barons baseball team and, uh, other stuff too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Anthony, what's your take with World Games? Uh, you, you got a couple, uh, you want to highlight some of the sports or asterisk next to half of these are not even real sports. Oh yeah. I mean, I would start with like the non-sports that I'm definitely not going to watch like drone racing. I think that might be the most annoying thing you could possibly imagine would be. So, uh, just a group of people sitting down with a remote control, all flying, like buzzing, uh, annoying little, uh, I don't even know. Like they, they're like, they're like birds that don't have a direction. They just, they just uh, hover up and down and basically go nowhere. I mean, at least make them chirp. I mean, I enjoy like the sound of a nice bird chirp in the morning, but these things just sound like a, a to me, they're like a broken television and you just want to smack the thing on the side yeah. so you can just hear like Marv Albert's voice instead of uh, whatever the hell this racket noise is. But I'm not worried about that. What I'm, what I'm looking forward to. Uh, more than anything, uh, is, is the first, uh, uh, Birmingham, uh, tug of war championship. I'm, I've been yeah. a tug of war fan forever. And it's about time we brought tug of war to Birmingham, Alabama from all over the world. T- t- tug of war. First off, I'm going to say something about the drone thing real quick. 
I think that uh, the Falconers Association, whatever the group, all the Falconers, uh, that, that they bring some Falcons uh, in, uh, to that stadium and and just let them loose and let them attack the drones. Because I think a Falcon could take out a drone easy. And if you had all this, it's not illegal. Say, oh, it just so happened. We had the Falconer Convention in Birmingham uh, this year. We had a plan for a long time. Uh, we don't have websites. You can't verify it because uh, we're Falconers. And uh, that, or, or at least put that as a sport. Maybe that's why they didn't put it as a sport. But yeah, tug of war. Yeah, tug of war is a, always a fun one. But I'm split on that one because it's like one of those you ever work for a company where they invite you out to like uh, Camp uh, Camp Ponatunsky or whatever. And then you go out there and they're like, we're going to teach you uh, the uh, skills uh, to, to work better as a team. And then you got to walk on a rope with like the Walendas and stuff like that and swing from the vine. Oh, you trust your partner. You're falling. You're going to trust all these people to catch you. Well, of course they're going to catch you because you're going to sue everybody involved. If not, so tug of war is kind of like that, except uh, when they do it in Korea, uh, it's for the death. Uh, if you ever seen the, uh, the, the submarine games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, all those uh, games they, they play down in the sea. I don't, I mean, I, I didn't understand how they were breathing. Uh, you know, they just throw them underwater and then you never hear from them again and they say that's entertainment. I mean, it's kind of dark. I don't know. I mean, if that's the kind of thing, then, I mean, everybody loves a good asphyxiation story, I guess. But uh, let's, let's get back to the tug of war. All right. So the reason yeah, I'm yeah. into this uh, is because the countries that have the fewest people seem to be the best at it. And I, I think that's just Darwinism in effect. You got, you got like China with like a, you know, whatever, one, two billion people. And they can't put together a team that can out tug the Netherlands. I mean, the Netherlands are like a little village compared to China. Uh, and, and look, if, if you can't out compete a village when you got two billion people, you need yeah. to reassess your values. I mean, you know, you might be like corfball champion, but look, tug of war is where it's at. That's where the real men and women, uh, you know, prove their worth, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah okay. Now you're putting in a little uh, a teaser there with corfball too. Uh, let's just agree to agree that I was right on this one. That uh, that tug of war is really, uh, even though it takes a lot of effort. Uh, it's a silly, it, it's, it's, it's a team building exercise. It's, it's, it, it, anyway, it's like, hey, say some nice, uh, say three nice things to the person to your right and to your left. And then you're like, you can't figure out, you don't really know this person. So you're like, you got nice teeth. And it turns out they're like, uh, they've got dentures. But, uh, yeah. the, I mean, basically yeah. half the world games are call center sports. I mean, this is just stuff you do, uh, when, when the, you know, when the line's dead, uh, and you're looking at the IT guy like, Hey, we're a call center and we're not getting a phone signal here. What are we doing? And they're like, well, I don't care. Just why don't you just ball up some things and throw them in a bucket, uh, tied to the ceiling. Uh, and they were like, you know, that yeah. sounds like corfball to me. So they brought it to life. <laughs> I mean, the world games are just bringing everybody's, uh, uh, boring 
bring job fantasies to life. Yeah, that kind of it is. It's like it's like next thing you know, there's gonna be a sport where you you got those little mini uh, 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 basketball b- uh, boards that you throw trash into, or you th- throw a lawn dirty laundry in. Uh, that's that's next on the list. But uh, korfball, for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know until like 30 seconds ago, uh, is basically it's like basketball, but you don't have to dribble, and it's it's eight on eight. Uh, the cool thing about it is that it's co-ed. Um, but it gets confusing this day when people are arguing about genders because now it's gonna the team's gonna get so big. Uh, I'm not trying to get social political here, but uh, but but it's traditionally it's been uh, male female, and then it's got like it's got like a stick that's like 20 feet tall, and there's like a big uh, a chicken bucket on the top of it, and you gotta throw a ball through the chicken bucket, and um, it's really an advertisement for Kentucky Fried Chicken, I think. Uh, like that, uh, that rock star that put that thing on that uh, bucket on his head. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's like, it's basketball, but it's not. It's like basketball for people that are not as athletic. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically like floorball is to hockey. I mean, if you can't skate, then you just walk. Uh, you know, yeah. and that's basically what they do. They just put yeah. them in a big, uh, there's like a living room. They got like a few pictures of like grandpa and grandma, like Rick in the yard up in the corner. Uh, and you know, that's how they started. Cause they, they, get, they cared about the kids back in the day. So they gave them a little stick and a ball and they were like, here, hit this thing. And, and, uh, that, 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 that became floorball, which uh, somehow it morphed into hockey. Thanks to the Canadians and their freezing cold temperatures and yeah. uh, all the lakes that they have. I mean, you know, you yeah. Come down to Birmingham, so many lakes they got in Alabama. I mean, it's yeah, you know, land, whatever land of a hundred lakes. I think yeah. that's what it's called. But I mean, that's, so- that's this. I mean, that's why they chose Birmingham, Alabama, one of the most picturesque places on earth. I mean, you know, you you got Greece and you got Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and the Olympics to me are, are full of it. You know, stuffing these things in Russia and Brazil and all that. Yeah. I mean, just throw it, throw the thing to throw the thing to the southeast. Southeast knows how to have a good time. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, I, I just gotta tell you, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, well, I remember Atlanta had the Olympics in '96, uh, so the South has uh, uh, done uh, some great things, and uh, they had uh, competing World Fairs in New Orleans and in uh, Knoxville, which uh, bankrupted the World's Fair. So uh, yeah, the South's been pretty good at hosting some things. Uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna do two at the same time practically. Yeah, to, to have a great job there, champions. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you that what though, Tommy. I mean, one sport uh, that all of us have got to pay more attention to, and that's life saving. Do you understand how important oh, this sport is? I mean, life saving. These are the greatest life savers on earth. I mean, who are they hanging out with? Where they become an expert in life saving? I mean, I, I, maybe like, is it like an EMT competition? Do they like take the best of the best, uh, you know, and, and uh, like roll them up in a uh, gigantic ambulances and, and then like toss all the near dead people out uh, for them to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, know, gotta, we gotta be careful here there, pal. Uh, there, Cause recently there is a swim coach 
uh, did, did. Out in like Budapest, I mean, in the in the great country of Hungary, uh, they they had a little uh, lady that was working on some of her routines, right, for the aquatic championship. Something happened. She she somehow just sort of sank to the bottom. Uh, and I don't know. The lifeguards seemed to not really notice. I guess because they didn't see anyone in the water, they figured everything's fine. Even though, I mean, you know, it's not, you don't drown from the surface. Uh, so the uh, but the coach recognized her. Coach goes in, does the fastest free dive you've ever seen. Uh, rescues, brings her back up to the side of the pool, and saves the girl's life. I mean, that's the kind of. I mean, to be yeah. honest, I kind of yeah. like. I guess I was goofing on it a little bit. Yeah, but. no, no. But, but you bring up a good point. And what I mean, the name slipped my mind. Um, the uh, the coach's name because uh, bring attention to a hero here. Oh yeah, yeah, Andrea Fuentes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's Olympia, that's number yeah. one in my book. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, d- d- no disrespect to the swimmer, I think she's underage. Can't use her name or something like that. But uh, yeah, but uh, this proves like the point of like why this is an important, I think, thing for these games, and it should be in the Olympics, because if your lifeguards are standing around playing uh, a Star Quest or whatever on their on their cellular phones, like, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're not doing that. Maybe they're told that there's certain corporate rules that they can't, like, it's, it's, everything's garbage now. So, uh, yeah, so there's that one. But uh, uh, there, there's another one that happened in, in the whole city, Birmingham, right? There was a, a dad that... Um, Maybe had a few. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was uh, just a couple of 10 year old kids went out with their dad in the pool, and uh, for whatever reason, they like they saw dad under the water. The kids had the goggles on. I mean, safety first, you know, protect yeah. protect those little eyes. And, uh, you know, but they noticed dad turned kind of blue. Um, so the the kids were like, you know, I don't think this is good. And so the three 10 year olds uh, jumped in the pool, uh, brought their dad up, and actually gave him CPR, brought it back to life. So they saw dad, it in the yeah. movie. Um, you know, and so uh, they're going to be, I think they're going to be starting a life-saving uh, uh, group here, probably at Birmingham, uh, getting ready for the games. I mean, it's going to bring a lot of people, a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be careful. I mean, it's summertime. It's hot outside. Everybody's enjoying themselves at the pool. Uh, you know, you have a few too many swirlies. You take yourself yeah. a little nap. Uh, you know, your float runs out of air, uh, you know, and then next thing you know, you're on the bottom of the pool taking a nap. Uh, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. But, you're you know. pro- yeah. You're proving the point for the reason why this sport should be advanced to higher. I mean, imagine that it, this thing evolved. This sport just evolves. And like all of a sudden people, more people start to get into it and they get better at it. And then like, imagine like Bondi Beach. You know, down in Australia, you know, you, you got a surfer. He's got a shark coming after him, and you get these. Uh, they already got a a level uh, supreme crazy human beings down there. They're, they're, they're the most famous lifeguards in the world. Uh, they're they're more more so than uh, Mitch Baywatch guy, uh, the 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 German, the guy who went to Germany to make a lot of money singing songs. Uh, but uh, they're <coughs> but imagine this. Imagine if they even got better at the Bondi Beach. And then all of a sudden they started, you could evolve another sport like shark fighting. And the guy's swimming down and fighting sharks, 
you know, punched him in the, they say punch him in the oh, nose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those bull sharks in Bondi are nothing to mess with, man. You know, you, yeah. you think they're just a friendly uh, little animal that you can pet. And next thing you know, the thing takes yeah. off half your arm. Yeah. That, that, this is where, uh, this is where you bring it all back to life. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, I'm tired of watching the Olympics every year. The yeah. ratings get worse. The sports are boring, predictable, yeah. and it's all made just to get a few guys, man. a little extra cash in Vegas. I mean, you know, get a real sport. You can't predict the outcome. You don't even yeah. know if it's going to be life or death. I mean, life yeah. saving, life saving, some serious shock, business. Shock versus man. I mean, that, but uh, we, we don't want to get too on the weeds. There's another water sport. I'm going to do a little quick little side mention is uh, where they decide to do the fin swimming. And what that is, is, is basically scuba diving, racing, because they put their little fins on their feet and they got, they got a, a, a tank. An oxygen tank that they got, uh, that they put out in front of them, like a lead or so. I don't know. But, uh, it's like, it's just scuba racing. I mean, it's, is it cool? I mean, you can't see them underwater unless you're putting underwater cameras. Like, it's hard to, like, how can you really spectate that? I mean, that's, uh, you know, maybe you should put some sharks in that pool and see how they swim. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, we we want to get to a, 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 a we're really to at least uh, two more. We don't want to keep this too long because uh, I know a lot of you people like think this is just a giant snooze fest. Uh, but uh, uh, hey, yeah, you know, don't sleep on the World Games and don't sleep on Tommy Crenshaw. I got I got news for you, people. It's a bad idea, and uh, long term karma comes back and it kicks your ass in a major way. Uh, but nothing. Nothing kicks your ass uh, uh, quite the same as, as the World Games is about to. And I tell you what, my favorite sport, uh, you know, we've been talking lawn bowling for a long, long time. But yeah, uh, but look, there, there's another ball sport coming up. Uh, which, uh, so- which our friend uh, Ricardo Longus, why he's not here. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to step on your line there, pal. But uh, uh, Ricardo and I, you're coming around to it. Uh, lawn bowling has always been our asterisk uh, as alternative sports go, and we're big fans. We're, we're actually really good. Ricardo's better than I am, but I say I'm, I'm pretty solid, and uh, Anthony, your game's come along, but uh, d- there's a perversion of it, but uh, it's still fun, it's bocce ball, and that's the Italian one that used to play inside of Macaroni Shacks. Uh, so he's Ricardo's trying to get brushed up on that version. Uh, so he can go and like uh, partake. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Bocce ball boot camp. Uh, you know, yeah. and and it's a uh, it's no joke. I mean, you got twenty four seven bocce ball practice. You got you, they everybody takes a turn. They all get a little nap on the bench, and then it's back out for your bocce yeah. ball technique. I mean, to me, it's like watching the history of man when somebody throws one of those things. You start out on all fours, and then gradually, uh, you know, you're you're upright, uh, and then you, yeah. you grab something from between your legs, and then you throw it out and uh you know next thing you know you got world population but uh look uh it's yeah. a great sport everybody loves bocce ball uh the italians are especially proud they should be taking home the medal here i you know i, I put all my money on the italians in bocce yeah, yeah ball. they should be uh, but i mean to your point this is like you take a break you have a pasta sandwich a bottle of chianti and uh yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a sleepy sport I'm not going to say it's a snooze fest. Uh, it's kind of like a nap fest. It really is something to wake yourself up from a nap. It's like the game where you take a nickel and you throw it to get closer to the door. I'm not trying to hate on lawn sports because I said lawn bowling is number one. This one's like a fun little warm up to it. But uh, I want to talk about two more and real quick. 
the 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 first one uh i i think i think we're gonna end with what i think is the coolest one so but we're gonna first go into uh orienteering and i'm split on this one i don't know about you pal uh if this is really an interesting sport or not but for those who don't know or uh orienteering has been around for at least a few decades and it's uh they give you a it's like it's a race you compete in about five or six people whatever the number is and they give you a little map like a map like the size of a brochure and on that it's got topographical stuff and one version of the race they put you in in the woods like you know like it's like trails and stuff and waterfalls and uh you know fighting bears but they uh they so you gotta navigate and you gotta go do these little checkpoints and there's like five six seven eight nine to whatever and then you gotta you gotta touch it with a little it's all electronic now it scans your little finger whatever uh, it's got like a, a, anyway, so, so you got to like navigate and run at the same time. You think, oh, they're going to be running the trees and, and tripping and, and some of them do. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the sport, I got a guy, uh, uh Peter, uh, Gagrin was on the Wheaties box back in the eighties. So it's not, it's not a, a game for scrubs, right? No, no. I mean, this is a game for real people and, uh, you know, real people that, can, you know, they've been through some uh, pretty tough things. You know, I, I saw a little bit of the training here. Uh, they, they put it out in Cambodia, uh, you know, and they, they had a few landmines left over. They had to avoid, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the Khmer Rouge was out there cheering them on. Uh, but there, there were a few that went, uh, very sideways. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a, those, those were the dark ages. Everybody now is doing it indoors they've got it all you know it's very safe it's very you know pc and uh you know they they just uh they got little pictures on the wall that represent you know different points uh you know because it gets cold outside or you know maybe russia attacks you i mean there's different reasons why you just can't run around outside anymore and uh but uh, and i was uh that that's orienteering i mean that that to me that's that's orienteering that's how that's how you that's how you find your way through the world yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, you got to watch out because even like, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, regardless where you go, I mean, any country, you got to worry about the stuff uh, you're stepping on. Um, all right, so uh, that's, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to finish with, with one. You know which one I'm going for. This one I actually like, and I wasn't aware of it until recently, but I think it's actually kind of cool. And it's, uh, it's fistball. Oh, fistball, yeah. yeah tell, tell us a little bit more about. I mean, I mean, the name itself is kind of interesting, but but tell me a bit more about fistball. I think it's great. It's it's punching something uh, at a high rate of speed. Okay, so basically, think of like it's like a, like a volleyball net, but there's no net. It's like a it's like a, a high jump stick uh, going across, and you and think of volleyball in a sense as well. That you got a ball and you, you gotta, you gotta get it across, uh, with, uh, somebody m- missing, uh, but it can bounce once. Uh, so it's volleyball, it's tennis, it's soccer, it's football. I, I probably did a poor job describing that thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds uh, accurate to me. I mean, yeah, you you do whatever it takes, you know, to get the ball back over you and you and your teammates. You just uh, you know just punch the air. I mean, sometimes there's some terrible uh, accidents that happen in this sport. I'm sure, but yeah, uh, you know, you can play it anywhere. I mean, you know, as long as you've got like uh, 50 yards of grass, you can set up your net, and uh, next thing you know, you got fistball. Uh, so everybody, get out there, uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, uh, you know, cheer on fistball champions. Yeah. I say, I say, fist everyone. 
And that's the end of the game. Thanks for clicking. This has been Time In with your truly Tommy Crenshaw and Anthony North. TTFN.